Hey there. I'm Kate Dillon, and I grew up in racing. I'm the CEO and founder of CrateInsider.com, and I'm also the creator of WinningMotorsportsMarketing.com. I felt something was missing in motorsports, because one of my favorite things about racing is the stories we tell off the track, and that's what I'm here to bring to you. Welcome to the Racing Insiders Podcast, the show that takes you behind the scenes. We share stories, tech tips, and have some laughs along the way. So let's drop that green flag and get started. everybody. Happy Sunday. And I'm Kate Dillon from Great Insider. And I am sitting here today with Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. Steve, how, how was your week? It was great, actually. I, I heard this awesome thing this week. Oh, God. So I, I got to lead with this. Okay. So imagine, just imagine. Imagine a war. Imagine a virus so virile and so deadly that you have to have a test to find out if you got it or not. Um, I'm not sure if you're, well... I'm going to agree with you, but also disagree with you, because mm-hmm. you don't know you have cancer either. Well, no, but, you know. Except for you cancer. certainly know if you got Ebola, because you're can- bleeding out your butt and everything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to, way to start the conversation oh. there. Yes. All right, well, I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, we've got some questions to answer this week. Do we? We do. We do. I just have to find them really quick here. I've got the laptop up and up and going. So while I'm looking for that, uh, tell us, uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, just Bud Light on draft. My ultra keg just blew. So we switched to Bud Light. Poor thing. I'm drinking a spark. Well, no, water. I like Bud Light. So. I mean, Bud Light, ultra. Oh, I was mostly saying. All the light was, beers taste all the same. So. Well, I was only sad for you because, because your keg blew. Oh. Cause, well, cause you, you blew, know. you, you blew ultra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Words matter. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of a lesson this week, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I am for sale on Wayfair too, by the way. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't. I never knew that I would get into conspiracy theories. Well, it's not even a theory at this point. It is a crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a crazy deal. So, to catch anybody up who's not aware of this or who hasn't seen this, because you know we need one more thing um, in the world to. It's twenty twenty, so anything can happen. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm still waiting for the murder hornets. I, I really am. Well, I mean, like... There's that, but... I, I, I feel like they didn't get their full 15 minutes. No. Uh, but for anybody who doesn't know, you can just look up... Uh, especially if you go over on Twitter, look up Wayfair Trafficking. And it looks like, given the... If you start seeing the screenshots, and you can also look it up on uh, Instagram. I don't know if you can find it on Facebook so much. Um, they're They're scrubbing everything right now. They are. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but they've got, for instance, they've got cabinets. And this all came about like two days ago. Yeah, it did. Well, and I saw it, I saw it on Facebook, but in like a marketing group that yeah. I was in. And, and so I was looking at it and going, what's going on? But basically, Wayfair has, uh, they're a furniture website. Actually, I just bought a bunch of furniture from there in the last several months. Did you buy any children? I did not buy any children. Okay. Uh, but um, <laughs> on the way, oh my God, on the Wayfair website, they had some industrial cabinets that are like ten or $12,000 and they have kids' names. And it, pillows. Yeah, pillows that are $12,000 that happen to coincide with the names of missing children. And it's not just like Amy or Josh. I mean, it's the really, it's, uh, really uh, unique names. Yes. Because if you then go over to Yandex, which is the, what did you say? It's Russian, Russian. It's Russian, Russian search engine. And yeah. you put the Wayfair skew in there, it brings up images of kids. It's just really, really weird. There's a lot with of With the same exact name as the skew. Yeah. 
goes to. So. Yeah, it was. It's just like too weird to to be coincidence. Welcome to twenty twenty. I know, I know. So that's if you look at Steve Hendren's Facebook post, he was offering himself for sale on Wayfair. Nobody's bought yet. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm literally that easy, and nobody bought. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the price tag on you again? It was only like fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So fifteen k. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I think. I mean, it, you could be worth it. Do you do chores? Do you take out the trash? No, fuck that. I, I mean, no. to hell with that. I don't take out the trash. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I already knew that, but I didn't know that if for fifteen thousand dollars. No, no, I still won't take out. You the trash. still won't take out no. the trash. Okay. All right. Well, um, we can go ahead and jump in. So what we announced last week is that this episode we would answer questions, especially if they relate to like fact or crap or true or false yeah, or whatever or false, you want to say. Whatever you want to say. Um, you know, if you've got any myths or rumors or things that you've heard, go ahead and drop them into the comments. I have a post that I put up earlier this week, so I'm going to start there and then um, and then jump on over to our to our live video yeah. and catch any questions over there. So this first one, Steve. Mm. Is um here's from Don and he says here's one from when I was a kid mothballs used as octane booster mothballs are awesome for getting rid of moths not as an octane mm, booster no, 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 sorry so that one's going to be in the false category That's where we are one for we are falsy yeah. zero for true one for false mm-hmm. so far okay All I right. mean I mean I mean you're you know the exhaust is going to smell pretty funky <laughs> well maybe the exhaust could scare away the moths. Mm-hmm. You can do that too. It could be dual purpose, right. although well, not really dual purpose because it doesn't. If it doesn't boost the octane like it wants, it, like right. you want it to, exactly. it doesn't really help. No. Okay. Next up, um, E85 is better than racing fuel for crates. Not true in most senses. It's certainly not better better than methanol. It's certainly not better than say CHP, but I would say it's equal to and you know and you know comparable you know testing. Um, but. I mean, if you want the engine run cool and you want to make the same power as, like, the expensive fuel for half the price, E85 is a good way to go. Okay. Now, E85 bought from a fuel manufacturer out of a drum. I'm not saying go to the local gas station and buy E85. Thank you for clarifying that. Because yeah. I think there's a big misnomer. Um, I, I there, there, some, there, there is. You know, or, again, words matter. Well, um, words matter, yeah. No, it matters because the, the octane rating... Um, or the ethanol rating, even though it can say E85 at your local pump, it, it may be, be 70, 80, it, it might be, be 90. 80, it could be 70, 90, whatever. It could be all over the damn amount. So. And anything, the one thing that'll definitely ruin a night of racing is messing with the carburetor all Correct. night long to try to Correct. get it dialed in. I mean, me personally, if you're going to run an E85, run VP. Yeah. I mean, that's my own personal That's the VPX85. Great. Uh, Richard's got a really good pile of questions here. Uh-huh. So his next one is, uh, so... Hoosier 1350 is better than uh, than a D21. It's the same damn tire. Same tire. Same rubber. And so we get into like steer tires and stuff like that. Yeah, same, same, same stuff. I actually knew the answer to that question, yeah. but I, I pretty much figured you did. Yeah, I did. You know, you're kind of like a the crate insider girl. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of the thing I do every day. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, Afco, Integra, Olins, etc. Does buying high dollar shock versus low dollar shock give you return on your investment? Absolutely. There is no substitute for spending money on shocks. Yeah. Uh, I've I've tried to disprove that myself in years past, and it's just not true. I mean, you, uh, you either deal direct with a shock manufacturer or a shock builder and get the best shit you can get, and you're going to go faster. There's just no 
There's no substitute for it. Good to know. Good answer. So that one is uh, that one is true. Correct. Okay. Next up, um, what's more important, horsepower or proper gear ratio? Torque. Torque. So yeah. that would be proper gear. Yeah, ratio. I, I don't. I don't give a shit about. Well, I mean, it's kind of a weird question, but. I mean, torque is the most important thing because when you can produce torque, you can drop gear out of the car. And as you drop gear out of the car, you gain mile an hour and you gain overall momentum. And I mean, there's just, to to me, it's torque. Torque is the number one thing I look for. Horsepower. I've had Jonathan Davenport win, you know, $10,000 with a 380 horsepower crate engine that made 415 foot pounds torque. (laughs) So, yeah, torque. It's all torque. Well, you know, and wouldn't you say that with a crate engine especially, which is what we mostly talk about, yes, is that horsepower kind of is what it is. I mean, we're right. locked into what we got because of the cam that we have and the, the components we have. Like, Well, there's only so much air you can get through it, through through one of these engines. So. Yeah. So we're pretty locked in on horsepower Correct. and our opportunities are to be found in the torque. Yes. Kind of knew that. All right. Let's say hi to some folks. I see Chris is here. Scott's here from California. <laughs> Jim is here, and Bob from Milstadt, Illinois. Uh, Brian's here. Oh, um, Brian says, melting lead is good for killing the Coronas with the occasional <laughs> cough here, here in New York. <laughs> yeah, I remember the old days of melting lead, man. And uh, I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. If cigarettes are variant killing me, it's going to be the lead that I melted. <laughs> yeah. You know, my dad would melt lead, too. and Because oh, yeah. he had these, like, pellet things. I don't know what... They were. They well. They, we used, they, they looked like little fingers, basically. One of, one of my best friends, Tom Canfield, uh, his family owned the Boardwalk in Santa Cruz, California. And of course, I know Tom too. So yeah, you know Tom. You met him, and so we would. They would have uh, like a shooting gallery. Uh huh. So it was like essentially BB guns, but they used solid lead Pellets. BBs. Oh, right. Yeah. And so we'd get all their used up BBs, and that's what we melted our lead out of. That's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, a free resource. And of course, Tommy like donated to the cause. Yeah, we didn't actually have to buy it. So. That's really cool. Otherwise, what don't would they tell have... his dad. Though. I won't. Yeah. What What would they have done with it otherwise? <laughs> I actually don't know. I think they would probably would have recycled it. Or can you? I, I, mean, I, I, I never asked. I, I, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. So I just all I cared about was we got free lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, you know, my dad always said it was. It's never what you know; it's always who you know. That's well, how you get a hold of, head in life. And yeah, unless you're in Hollywood, then it's who you. Well, we know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, actually, that's not a swear word, but yeah, we're we're learning all kinds of things about Hollywood, and and it's uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, how far do you go down that conspiracy rabbit hole? Oh, well, it's a total rabbit hole. It is such a rabbit hole. I never thought I'd be a conspiracy theory person. Uh, it's not really a conspiracy theory if it, like most of it's coming to fruition and being true. So I know. we're watching it every day. I know. It's like unfolding right before our Correct. very eyes. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Oh, Gary says, horsepower is how hard you hit the wall. Torque is how far you push it. <laughs> yeah, true. I that. true. I never sure heard false. that. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, Chris is calling us Beauty and the Beast. Well, you know, thank thank you for the compliment. I know, and what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Chris says he used to go around to the tire stores and get their old wheel weights and spend hours in front of a Coleman camping stove melting and pouring. (laughs) Yeah, that works too. (laughs) You know, that was what the deal was, actually. I think that's what my dad had. My dad had the uh, wheel weights. Yeah, because they they're they're about the size of like like a finger. Yeah. They, they look kind of like a finger that's yeah, like curved. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I... Yeah, yeah and then they got like metal attached to them, so like the metal, you know, sinks to the bottom or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't really know. I, 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 I don't care. It floats to the top. I don't remember. 
Um, but yeah, go ahead and drop in more questions. And yeah, should we tell them about the video that we're going to shoot later? Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> oh, that just came out really wrong. Right. Um, yeah, it's not going to be like porn. <laughs> No, 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 we're not doing that. Um, No, so, okay. So my thing is, I like to be prepared for about anything. I mean, I've, I've traveled all over the country. I've, you know, ridden in cars or driven all over the country, especially, you know, by myself. So I, I'd like to be prepared for about any situation. And so when the Rona hit, I was pretty upset that I didn't have my zombie apocalypse emergency kit ready. Oh, there's that. Yeah. yeah because right. I mean, I had been now, planning now, now on Now I'm it. on the same page with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, um, yeah. So back in May, I ordered, I ordered survival food. It's like 30 days worth of food. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it came in like two buckets. And so we are going to make this, the chili Mac, we're going to make this later on and test it out. So now we're like totally screwed because it's going to be like 29 days worth of shit. Well, it'd be, well, I don't know. We can skip a meal. I think both of us could afford to skip a meal. Oh yeah. You know, well, but I mean, especially, well, and here's the thing again, I'm not a doomsday prepper. I'm not just like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you're kind of a doomsday prepper. I'm only kind of, I'm just prepared. I know no other woman in the entire world who carries a snake bike kit in her car, you know, in case she like gets out of her car and gets bit by a snake in the Walmart parking lot. Well, I used to live in Idaho and I used to go to the desert by myself a lot. Yeah. But it's not in my car now. You know, there's like a lot of deadly snakes in Idaho. So now I, well, it ended up getting out of my car when I went camping and got put into my backpack. So now it's just upstairs, like in my medicine cabinet. But, you know, there were so many deadly snakes in Idaho, you had to carry your snake bike kit. Well, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going hiking around here, I'm bringing it. You know, we have like five of the six deadly snakes, like in the United States, all live in North Carolina. Yeah, I know. You know, or I could have hit rattlesnakes in the desert. See, to me, I would just call that being prepared. Are there rattlesnakes in Idaho? Um, I don't think so. There's some kind of snakes that no, I think there's copperheads. There, there's no copperheads in Idaho. I don't know. We're gonna. Ask you gotta, you gotta like ask Siri. Uh, well, I won't ask Siri. I'm just gonna type it into Google. Yeah. Well, what's whatever. what deadly snakes live in Idaho? So, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what I'm typing. Probably got anacondas in Idaho or some shit. Um, it could be. <laughs> the song. All right, my anaconda <laughs> don't want none unless she got fun, son. All right. Oh, yep. Western rattlesnake. Oh, okay. And they're the only poisonous snakes in Idaho. Okay. All right, so you'll hear it rattle. Well, but they're most common in rocky areas, but can swim, so they're sometimes found around water. Okay. So I back in the day when I lived there, I would do geocaching. I have no clue what the fuck. I'm that such means, a so. nerd. I'm such a nerd. So I had um, a GPS machine, a GPS receiver. Right. And there's this website, oh, geocaching. Yeah, yeah, geocaching.com. You like hunt crap or it's like a, what do you call it, a scavenger hunt? Yeah, it's like treasure hunting. You know, it's like modern day treasure hunting with GPS. And then you'd find like the, the ammo can in the, you know, in the middle of the pile of rocks, you yeah, know, where like, like where the rattlesnakes live. 20 bucks in it or something like that. Not even. I mean, it could just be trinkets. If it was just about the thrill of... The thrill of the, of the find and the, the search and could be brought yeah. in. Anyway, yes, I like to be prepared. So that's preparation is my thing. And the thing is, you know, even we don't have like a uh, lockdown virus situation, you know, during. Oh, the- it'll come back to that because it's not November 3rd yet. So. Well, I know. But during the lockdown, what, what did we have? We had flooding here. We had flooding. Yeah, we had flooding. We get ice storms. Yeah. We get hurricanes that have torrential rain. We don't actually never see like hurricane doing anything. It just rains an absolute ton here and then floods and then things are closed or you can't get to places. So that's why I thought it would be good to have an emergency food stash. And it just took 
I think it's gonna be. Together. I think it's gonna be a good food stash because, like, when Trump wins in November, um, like all shit's gonna break loose, mm-hmm. or all hell's gonna break loose. Everybody's gonna like lose their freaking minds. Yep. So. And I'll be able to lock down, hunker down, and eat chili mac. Chili mac. Yeah, we're gonna try it. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. Yeah, I got some other stuff too. I have El- creamy Alfredo pasta, and here I am like shilling up, uh, uh, like emergency food. Yeah. But not really, because I'm not even an affiliate or anything. No. I'm just like, this is just, hey. This you don't is even what offer a discount code. I know. Well, that's what being an affiliate would be. <laughs> I don't know. I have to do a little web searching um, and see if they have uh, affiliates. Unlike the whole uh, GumTube shit that I listen to and watch and all that debacle this week. But yeah. that's another story. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Because it's gum, well, racing. Well, I mean, you know, that's like, but it goes into it. We can, we can relate this to racing because that's going to be the one of the pieces of the future of racing, um, racing sponsorship especially. So when you have somebody gives you like a discount code, you know, hey, use my tis- discount code for 10% off and I get a little cut or whatever, right. that's affiliate marketing. Um, sometimes you can hear it being called like a brand ambassador where, you, where you're going to promote someone's product and then you're going to get a percentage of the proceeds. Mm-hmm. So it's called uh, being a brand ambassador and affiliate marketing, affiliate codes. Like all of those are exactly the same thing. Yep. And I that's currently an opportunity for influencers, but I think racers could get in on that for sure. Um, yeah. I would imagine so. I mean, I don't know why not. Oh, well, 100% they could. And if they know so, how to yeah. market themselves. Well, and it's all about building an audience and having a relationship with that audience. And then, which, if you want to know how to market yourself, go to your deal. Yeah. Well, I'm not just saying that because, you know. No, no, we didn't. We're not trying to do a promotion here. But, like, over on my own personal channel, I actually have some videos that I'm an affiliate for a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm an affiliate for the software that we use for our website. Yeah. I mean, I believe it in it enough that this is this is the software that I use. So I love it so much. I'm going to share it. But if I'm going to share it, I may as well. You know, if I'm going to promote something, I might as well get uh, um, a commission well, on it. Yeah. Like if you like it and you share it, then that's a different than you being a shill for it. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, so I'm just, I can't even be shilling if I'm not making any profit. Right. So <laughs> I just like the word shill. Shill. Word of the day. There's plenty of them out there. I know. <laughs> there's, well, there's lots of words that like, I especially know you don't the, like. Especially in the gun community and the racing community. Oh. There's all sorts of shills out there. Shills in the racing community. Ooh. Ooh. Where you're going to promote something if somebody pays you type of deal? Uh, yeah. When I run into the circumstance where like certain manufacturers of oils and fuels and things like that have like oh. asked me to falsify information so they can continue to sell their product at an exponential rate. Yeah, there's and that. that doesn't work out. No, I it don't is. do it either. Homie, don't play that. Uh-uh, no. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, we can go back to questions now. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we like rambled on long enough. We're actually going to question. All right, cool. No, we've got some valuable information in there. Right. All right, uh, Kyle asks, is it good to run an oil cooler on a 602? Um, you can. I don't actually recommend them because uh, a couple reasons. Number one, most, if you're using a quality racing oil nowadays, um, it's just you don't have an oil breakdown issue from temperature. Um, the other reason I don't recommend it is because we're dealing with hydraulic lifter engines. So anytime you start adding lines going to a cooler, for instance, and, or, and everything, you're actually dropping oil pressure in the engine. Uh, and, you know, five pounds of oil pressure doesn't sound like much, but, you know, as far as keeping lifters pumped up in the engine, to me it's more important to do that than it is to... You know, have an oil cooler. 
Now, if you're running, you know, consistent 100-lap races in Alabama, then perhaps that's something that would be beneficial. But average, you know, 20-lap main event on a Friday or Saturday night, no, you don't need it. Well, and I've also liked your other philosophy as well, where you've said, you know, the more pieces of equipment you add to your engine package, it's just one more thing to bring. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's more, more, more potential failure. I mean... I don't think I've seen many people have failures from oil coolers per se, but you know, it's just one more one more piece in the equation that you don't need. Yeah, but yeah, it's just. A one I mean, we we break. we've even stopped running oil coolers on five twenty fives. Wow! So that's not even something we recommend anymore. We just go straight. I mean, five twenty five doesn't have provisions for like a screw on the block filter, so we have to run an external filter. But we've pretty much eliminated the uh, cooler. It's just not something we need. Interesting. Wow. I learn something all the time. Okay. All right. Randy says, sometimes I get fuel blowing out of the air filter when corner entries extremely fast on a half mile track, mm -hmm. running a 604 on methanol. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fuel from the air filter, that might be a, the Walker system might be a solution yeah, for that. That Walker thing might be a solution for it. I mean, I've actually tested that on the dyno and like on the dyno, we don't see nothing that's impressive. In fact, it kind of goes the other way, but um, that may be a good option. Yeah. I mean, that's what that was designed for. It's exactly higher, what it higher, is. Higher horsepower engines and stuff. Um, I mean, if you're getting fuel in your face, then it's blowing over out of the vent tubes. And if it's blown out, over out of the vent tubes, then you've also got that mid-corner stumble going on because it's mm -hmm. flooding the engine. Um, I, you know, at that point you just make a nice little crossover tube okay. between the front vent and the back vent tube, cut a nice little slot in the middle where they still vent and that essentially solves that issue. Yeah. Um, where do you get that? Is that, I mean, it, to me, that little clear hose looks like stuff you'd buy at like fish tank supply. Oh God. Yeah. You can get it anywhere. It's like. That's really what it yeah, is, right? It's essentially what it is. It's just clear clear hose. I mean, you don't even have to have clear hose. You can have, like, black hose. or I don't you know, because I'm not a racist, clear. and I like, you know, black hose matters. So we can use black oh, hose as well. Oh, God. Seriously. <laughs> just no. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, promote white hose or clear hose. I'm saying black hose works, too. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. And can you run it with the MSD distributor? Bob, what, what? can you run what with your MSD distributor? Um, I'm not sure, Bob. Uh, okay, Chris is asking, is that a Bo Laws shirt? Yes, it is. BLP. Yep. Oh, is that so Bo Laws? Bo Laws. Bo Laws performance, yeah. Oh, I never knew that. I just yes. knew it as BLP yeah. products. Like, yeah. they, they make carburetor parts. Yep, yeah. the Law shirt. Um, we use their center sections on the carburetors that we, that we build. Yeah. Which probably 75% of everybody else does as well. The other 25% use Willis. So. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Tim says, what needs to be done to your carb that is set up for a race fuel, but you want to go to the new X85? Um, if you're set up for race gas, essentially you need to send your carburetor to whoever built it. Um, and then usually there's going to be some modifications to the main body and then the metering blocks, accelerator pumps, etc. 
So you can have it converted. Usually a conversion is obviously cheaper than buying a new hardware. So there you go. Okay. So back to Bob's question. Uh-huh. Um, can you run the uh, an MSD distributor with the fast seven box? Ooh, shit. I think you can. Um, we're experimenting. There, so I mean, this no, 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 no. New, there, there, we're there, experimenting with like, the E7 box. There's, yeah, there's like a certain combination of box and distributor that sometimes doesn't work. I think it's like the fast box with, I don't know, it's one of, one of the MSD boxes. Or I mean the fast distributor with like one of the MSD boxes just doesn't freaking work. Um, yeah. But it's pretty much they've got, pretty much fast has all the stuff where you can actually convert it to where it'll run on a MSD, I mean, uh, box. Now, as far as like going the other way, honestly, I don't know. I can't, I can't say I am not an electrical genius by any means or even. No, he's, he's asking an MSD distributor with the E7 box and and you're not sure. We'd have to look at the instructions on that one. And that E7 box is one that I don't think I have on the website. Who I would call would be, uh, Terry. Our guy. Uh, yeah. Fast. Yeah. Call Octaria fast. Mm-hmm. And he'd be able to say it. Yeah. I, I just don't want to say yes, no, maybe, because I have no clue. Well, I might even be able to look on the fast website and that product listing may have in their instructions. I'd sheet. be more inclined to call Terry. I agree. And talk to him directly. That way you're not trying to read information. He can say, yeah, this is what you need to do. And you can actually talk to somebody on the phone. I agree. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Gary's like, old school. Okay. <laughs> Um, and Chris is asking, but doesn't the MSD box run hotter? I don't know about running hotter. Um, I, for me personally, I prefer the fast system. Yeah. Um. Well, and why we like it is for the optical, uh. Well, I mean, if you got, I mean, there's just different, I've driven both, obviously. I mean, we used MSD for years, uh, back in the day when MSD was made in America, um, it was probably a very difficult system to beat. Um, now that it's made in both Mexico and China, um, there's a lot of faults to it, which I won't get into on live thing here. But at any rate, um, I know I prefer the fast system. Like if I'm racing, I prefer the fast system because like when you, for rev limiter, for instance, if you're up against a rev limiter on a, on a fast box, you're running, it does the same thing as the MSD in the sense that it knocks out every other ignition pulse, but never the same cylinder twice. Mm-hmm. Whereas MSD, MSD, you get that, you know, sound, mm-hmm. and that's what that comes from because it, it will knock out every other ignition pulse, but it can do the same cylinder twice in a row. Uh-huh. And you get that, mm. and it's like a jake brick. Wow. So, like, when you're racing, it's like, when you hit the chip, it's like, whoa. I mean, that thing shuts down. Right. Whereas in the fast system, for me driving, it's like you drive through that. Mm-hmm. So, it, it never, it never, there's no Jake brake feeling. There's no, wow, I'm slowing down. You know you're in the rev limiter, but it doesn't feel like you're slowing down. And that's because it never knocks out the same cylinder twice in a row. Right. And... That's to me an advantage. I agree. Maybe from a driving standpoint, because I mean, when you're racing, you don't want to. You want the least amount amount of distraction possible, right? So when you're on that fast box, I mean, yeah, you know you're in the chip, 
but it's not like, oh my god, I'm getting passed because some guy's got like, you know, 200 more RPM than I do because of the gear ratio they got, you know, whatever. I mean, you're just not, you're not thinking about crazy shit. When I have a relatable story. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but as far as running hot, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I have no idea. I've, it's nothing I've ever put a thermometer on. <laughs> well, when you're talking about like, the Jake Brake thing, it reminds me as... As much as I my my little Toyota, the Matrix, <laughs> the Matrix will get me from point A to point B, and it hauls about anything. But the one thing, one problem I've had with the Matrix, I have now gone through three of the four ignition coils at different times. Oh yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah. And when it loses an ignition coil, you're going la 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 la. <laughs> it's like. Slamming on the gas, like yeah. let's go somewhere, let's go somewhere, and then that, whoa! Okay. That was an awesome girl story. I was such a girl sometimes. Yeah. I sometimes for people forget that. that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes people forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Is all of the car sounds that we were just making? It totally reminds me. Did you ever listen to the Car Guys on NPR? No, no, I don't listen to radio NPR. Okay, sort. I mean, I mean, they were on their air for like I don't know, twenty years or I, something. No, it's people, people listening. would call and leave them voicemails and say, you know, like my car is making this noise, da, 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 you know, and then then they would try to diagnose people's car problems I, based nothing on the I, noises. Nothing I ever Which is funny, to. No. but it's funny. Right. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Anybody else listen to Car Guys? Just say hi or drop in a comment. I'll take, or I'll something. take your word for it. <laughs> what, are they, what are they win a t-shirt if they did no huh they just got their question answered they got oh, their question answered so you're not going to give away any free t-shirts today huh you know you should actually you should actually give away a free t-shirt Crate Insider t-shirt today for something what What do we what should we come up with that, that makes well how do I do somewhere? that on on the YouTube and the Facebook and the Racing Insiders podcast well I don't give a shit about that we're doing everything live right now and Maybe you should give away a free T-shirt or, free, or, a free, or free. Why don't you? You can. I do free T-shirts on um on Tuesdays. So you, on, so you say I give Tuesday. like away a free Hendren shirt. Oh yeah, that's right. I bought those. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so whoever whoever wants a free T-shirt, drop in a comment right now, and potentially you can win a free T-shirt. So whether it's a Hendren or a. Well, how are you? How are you running your contest here, Steve? I don't know. Um, whoever posts the funniest <laughs> meme right now. Oh, funniest meme. Yep, or, funniest meme. Well, it's you know if they're watching us live, it's a little bit difficult to click around and then find a meme. And hey, I don't care. I'm just saying, whoever posts the funniest meme gets freaking t-shirt. Okay, well, I'll let you vote on that, uh, and then you can you can later look at the comments. Meanwhile, I'm gonna go smoke, and you keep the uh, the the feed alive. The crowd entertained. The crowd of 28 people. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh. Yep. Oh, yep. You got some yeses here that people, people want your shirts. And you're out of some of your sizes. I don't even remember which one. Really? Yeah. All right, so. Well, he, they're working on it. They're working on it right we'll now. It yeah. It sounds good. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bob's mind is blown right now. All right. I wasn't prepared. Um. Totally, am at a loss at this moment in time. I've uh, let's see the other things that I've worked on this week. Uh, if you're not on my email list, um, I do. Uh, we have two separate email lists. There's a Crate Insider email list, 
And that is at CrateInsider.com. You scroll to the bottom and you can join our email list. And then um, I do a separate email list for basically all the things that I do outside of Crate Insider. So that's Racing Insiders Podcast. That's KateDillon.com and WinningMotorsportsMarketing.com. And actually, if you go to my website, uh, well, if you're listening on the podcast, RacingInsidersPodcast.com, then there's a, on the homepage, there's a place to opt in. And then we're sending out an email each week to tell people, you know, hey, there's a new podcast. Uh, I know the people here, anybody who's here live um, is like, okay, I'm already here. Uh, then if you, I've got some free resources over on my website at katedillon.com, and I should probably drop in a link. And uh, so things like if you're interested in marketing or sponsorship or or if you're interested in e-commerce, like those are all things that I talk about on my personal website. So I guess it's our little commercial of the moment of my personal personal commercial, I guess, um, on that. But we do have um, some sponsors of the podcast and of Crate Insider. And so one of those that I will mention is going to be Newsome Raceway Parts. And in fact, Newsome Raceway Parts, they are the title sponsor for the uh, Crate Racing USA series. And in fact, uh, for any of my street stock listeners or viewers, there's a big race at Cherokee Speedway and next Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. It's a three day show. It's $5,000 to win. And I will be there. I will be there probably Friday. And I, I know I'll be there Friday. Might be there Thursday and Saturday, too. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, my plan is to walk around and interview some drivers while I'm there. And those will be going up on to the Crate Insider website as well as the Racing Insiders podcast. As well. All right. I hotbox the shit out of that because I care about the audience. I wanted to be back here as soon as possible. Wow. You know, and... You are expressing caring. I almost feel like if I was it's watching very right unusual. now, yeah. I would I would use a little caring emoji. Oh yeah, well, the response. That's uh, Jason Orr, my buddy, <laughs> nine fifty five automotive. Use him, by the way. He's badass. Um, yeah, that's his standard response now since they came up with the caring emoji. So even if it's horrible, it's the caring emoji. <laughs> words it's so it's well and it's both of you i mean there's no way that i think the only way that you or jason would use that response emoji would be if you're responding to someone like having a family member die other than that any other usage of you using the care emoji is it's comical seriously just like spiteful or it's, it's being dicks basically it is yeah it is because <laughs> jason's as big a dick as i am <laughs> I, you know <laughs> i don't even want to go there <laughs> yeah okay figuratively yeah i really <laughs> okay so david oh says hey from louisiana oh yeah we could uh should we watch you pour a beer here no no we don't have to watch you okay gotcha it was going to be fun and entertaining, like it's B-roll or something. Oh. So, you've got some folks here. Uh, we have David here from Louisiana. Nice. Um, Chris wanted me to let you know that uh, smoking will stunt your growth. Well. Is that what happened to you? Why is your Bud Light foamy? I don't know. It pisses me off. <laughs> he makes fun of me for not gonna, pouring the beer. Yeah. Right, and... Having it to be too foamy. It's probably what happened to me when I was 18 is my growth got stunted. Your go growth got... Smoking. Yeah. 
Could be. <laughs> uh, I think that's when you started smoking, right? Was mm. when you were 18? Yeah, I was 18, but I never really, I never really became a smoker per se until I went to Australia and uh, was traveling around the country there. Yeah. Racing. <laughs> it was just the... And that's when the uh, whole addiction started. The addiction. The addiction. <laughs> it just sounded like something, I mean, you know, it's, yes, it's an addiction, but the the tone there was... Yeah. 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 Oh, and uh, keep dropping in your comments and questions, you guys, for sure. So we're happy to no memes. answer them. We haven't seen any memes, but maybe it's going to be memes after the fact. Well, then you can vote on it later. Okay, and you yeah. can drop in a comment and you can maybe tell we'll, somebody. Maybe wait till like Wednesday. I'm leaving that to you. That This is going to be your giveaway. You're gonna, it's you technically do. yours because you bought the shirts, so there you go. Yeah, but I'm I'm inviting you into my world of doing the things. This is usually okay. my laid back, like, I'm just going to chill out and talk. Right. Like, show. And so plus, I usually yeah. Have, so I have so, help. so basically, the meme that makes me like laugh. Okay. Hysterically. Okay. Gets free T-shirt. I sent you one last night. You did actually. I did. I made my own last night. <laughs> you did make your own. <laughs> yes, we speak in meme. So like, <laughs> so, like I don't know. Probably, if you were to break down our text messages, about I'd say eighty seventy ah, percent are memes and the other 30 percent is is just logistics business yeah yeah you know, it's like hey you want to go to lunch um hey what time are you going to be here uh like that's what i mean logistics or or you know hey you know you screwed up this order yeah <laughs> yeah there's that there's there's that yeah so it's it's logistics and business but I mean, the, the point being is we speak in meme and we send memes back and forth to each other. Have you never been to Olive Garden? No. What is that? It's a it's a cheese grater. Oh, fuck. There's actually cheese in there. It's a cheese grater. It's like gross. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That was just... Like parmesan on my pants, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy phrase of the day. That is going to be the quote I pull out of this, where Steve has Parmesan on his pants. <laughs> like cheesy dick. No. What? Okay, we're going back to questions. All right, all right, now. Questions. All right. good. Brian says, when you freshen up a motor, are you or can you take the replacement pieces and massage them? Like do stuff for improvement of clearance issues? No. As far as like the hardcore components in the engine, um, those remain 100% st- GM stock as far as, you know, decking the block, honing the cylinder bores, uh, valve jobs, stuff like that. There's some variances there that we can manipulate in a sense. Um, See, I wouldn't use the word manipulate. Well, no, it's not manipulate. It's we're, we're going, we're still going by what GM specs are, but you might be a dude who's got a 604 or 602 with a nine inch 30 deck height. You know what? We can be at nine inch 19. So we put it at nine inch 21. That way you still have a little bit of a margin for. Well, you got an idiot tech manufacturer error. Yeah. You got to have that in there. So, and there's plenty of those out there. So we got to be cautious with what, with what we do. Well, you don't want to push it too far. Well, you don't know who's teching the the stuff that you're doing. Now here's a weird question for you. So I've heard you, You've been at the shop, and you say something about conditioning rods. Reconditioning rods. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you do for crates? And Yes. And what is a reconditioning of Well, rod? what we're doing is making the, the rod bore round 
on the connecting rod. Okay. Just, so, just, because it just gets oval or gets smushed or something? Over, over, over time, it becomes oval. When they're stock out of the box, I've... I mean, if you go to my, my Facebook page, I mean, I'm sure you can find photos on there where I've, like, shown where you've got, you know, bell mouth rods, meaning one side of the rod is on spec, but as you go across the bore of the rod, it goes way big or way small, and there's it, they're all over the place. Seems like that would make a good video. Yeah, you could probably actually do a video on the fixing set of rods, because, I mean... We do it every day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You guys tell me if if you would find um, if you'd be interested. I mean, I, 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 find I, myself I, I, I can show everybody some scary shit, basically. Well, I don't want to be scared. Well, you'll be scared once you look at what how connecting rods come from, even the factory on brand new engine. Yeah, well, I and mean, that's where things get tricky because people ask all the time about whether if you blueprint an engine right out of the box, if you're going to gain horsepower. It's such a common question. I, I know, and every crate engine rebuilder gets that same question over and over again and it's like you don't really know yeah i mean not necessarily but what you do know once you get one done is you've got the most you're going to get out of that particular engine and you've got it 100 percent legal 100 percent well it's 100 percent legal 100 percent to spec so again i've said this 100 times on here before that we but this do, might be somebody's first time. Well, but we do what GM can't do and make all these engines equal. Mm-hmm. And they they just can't do it. I mean, it's no slight on them. I'm not bashing GM by any means. I mean, they do what they do. And in a production sense, well, yeah. we're not production. Again, we do what GM can't do and make them all Well, different. you take your 30 years of experience, 30 plus years of experience at this point. God, yeah. God, you sound old now. <laughs> But you take your 30 plus years of experience of hand building performance engines right. and you put that into every Correct. every one of your engines. Yeah, and, and I'm not the only one that does it. I mean, there's plenty of other guys out there that, that do the same thing I do. I mean, I, we're not special. Well, you're, well, you're speaking for, you are the voice of, of crate engine builders right now. Well, I'm not necessarily. I mean, there, like I said, there's plenty of other dudes out there that do the same shit I do. And like, if you're a competent machinist. You can do the same thing that we do and produce the same product. I mean, it's not rocket science. We're not talking about like we're building, you know, a 950 horsepower super late model engine. That's a totally different realm of, I mean, it's like computers. I mean, you need to be on top of that shit to be able to do that. Right. You know, we used to do that years ago, back when my dad was alive and we were like on top of it, but we went the way of the crate engine. So again, we don't do anything super special. Right. But what we do is uh, constantly test, constantly look for shit, constantly try to find a way to make a better mousetrap. Well, you're looking and for opportunities and anywhere where you Which is why we got involved with these guys. With ProFab. ProFab mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And and we, we're, we're looking at ways, you can only get so much you can only beat a dead horse so many times. So, I mean, the engine, engine wise, we're maxed out on what we can do for that. Yeah. Everything else now is bolt ons and, and, you know, headers and fuels and carburetors and different things. Well, and it's, and it's not just one item in isolation. A lot of times it's combinations. Correct. Of certain things that, that, well, yeah, it's com- yeah, you can be a combination of that. Great. Um, I like, I've got another uh, question here. This is from Anthony. Mm-hmm. He says, what should compression read or does it matter as long as you have a good leak down test? Leak down test is everything I go by. Uh, compression, cranking compression, I don't care about um, because you can actually have a hydraulic, these are all hydraulic lifter engines if we're talking about a 602, 604, even a 525. And you can have a lifter that's bled down while you're doing your cranking compression test. And you're going to show a higher cylinder pressure than you would. So it's going to give you a false reading is what I'm getting at. So you can, you can have like, I don't know, 
180 pounds, but, you know, maybe it leaks down at 20%. But the lifter's bled down in that cylinder, so you're getting 180 pounds, and then the next cylinder over is getting 180 pounds also, but the leak down on it's 3%. Yeah, 20% would be bad. Yeah, yeah, you don't want 20%. So basically... I'm just giving an example here, so... I know. So what happens is, like on a hydraulic lifter engine, if the lifter's bled down, when you're doing your cranking compression test, like I said, you can have the lifter bled down... So you don't get the lift. It actually technically shortens the duration on the camshaft. So that builds cylinder pressure. So you can have a, a you can show a higher cylinder pressure, but you can still have a high leak down on that same cylinder. Yeah, I mean, it's if that makes sense to everybody. I, well, I don't it makes know it, it here's how it makes sense. It makes to sense to me. <laughs> well, here's how it makes sense to me. It sounds like a compression test on a crate engine has it's about, a waste of time. Has about the same accuracy as a COVID-19 test. Correct. It's a total waste of time. Okay. Because you have a false, <laughs> you can have a false positive or a false negative, honestly. No, no. So we look up antibody testing because we both think we've had it from PRI last year. And, and they were like, the, the results, um, well, first of all, we can't get them where we're at in antibody tests, but we're looking at the the words about antibody testing on CDC, and it's like, well, um, even if it's false, you could have had it, or if it says you, it, it's a positive, yeah. it could also be that you have antibodies for the common cold, or it could be false positive. <laughs> Basically, it means Like nothing. I said at the start of the show. Yeah, I know. We're over it. Yeah. Where else do you have a more virulent deadly virus where you have to get a test to know if you have it. Yeah, because you're not even sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bob says, is there one cam and only one cam for a 602? Yes. One and one only. Yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, and that's where... And and a lot of people, like, the most common cheated up thing that I've seen over the years has been camshafts. And honestly, it's the easiest thing to catch. Well, it is. I mean, in some cases... I mean, there's the, the cam doctors that can do it on the engine, but the real accurate one is you've got the rolling cam doctor that... Yeah, correct. Maybe, I, mean, I, I know series that send but, that bring their cams to you to check. Te- technically, you can have something that rolls right on the cam doctor, you know, for GM spec, per se. But then, because somebody's, re- somebody's actually reground the cam. Mm. So it'll be like, you'll see the durations like split, like maxed out. But what you'll find is, so... Per the rule book, that cam will actually meet the rule book, but where you bust them is a base circle. Because in order to have that cam reground, you shrink the base circle, done. That's the most common thing we'll find, and we've busted a lot of them guys over the years. <laughs> yes, mostly asphalt, mostly asphalt, honestly. Yeah, we don't see it on the on dirt side of things. I mean, dirt. everything's pretty pretty clean. Um, every now and again, you'll you'll get something that's illegal. Usually, it's like an engine blower really doesn't know what he's doing, or maybe he just got sloppy or whatever, but. Usually the cheating that we found has been an asshole. Well, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize that what's at stake for you as an engine builder if you were to send anything out the door that was cheated up. Oh yeah. I mean, so I mean, so my, tell my, people my, my, what would be the consequences if if you if somebody wanted to pay you a stupid amount of money it to happen. cheat up yeah. an engine. I've been offered a stupid amount of money to cheat cheat up an engine. And why won't you do that? Tell tell us what's at stake. Well, because my whole livelihood. Is. So I'm not going to sacrifice my livelihood, my kids, my my family, everything else, just to you know make an, an extra I don't know ten grand. Okay, so let me explain <laughs> what's actually would Cause, happen. Cause I've been offered that. So. But, but what I'm saying is, people don't know what the consequences are. No, the consequences are you're done. You're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no second chance. I mean, a race car driver, if you get caught with a, you know, I mean, we're talking dirt racing here. So you get caught with a illegal engine, basically you're out for 365 days. 
and you pay, I don't know, whatever the fine is, uh, as an engine builder, you're done. You're done forever. It's, yeah. You're, there is no coming back. You don't pay a fine. You don't come back. I mean, I know there's a series out there where they've let a couple of people uh, give them money and have come back, but I won't name the series or the engine builders. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no room for mistakes. It's not Great Racing USA, and it's not... I'll just uh, stop. But, but uh, I mean, just the rush. point, point being... <laughs> the, the point being is that I don't think people realize that you are... You know, your if your business is based on rebuilding crate engines, and you send a cheated one... If you get caught with a cheat... Somebody... Gets caught. No, you're done. That's what I'm cheated. saying. You're, you're done. You're kicked out of the program, and yeah. and there's no there's no second chance. No. And I don't care how good of friends you are with the people that own the series or whatever. No. You're done. Well, <laughs> and that's why the integrity of the rules, because you know, I had somebody telling me a few weeks ago, oh yeah, like those jerk those jerk guys, like they cheat this stuff up all the time. I'm like, dude, no, they don't. No, no, they don't. Well, now if we're talking. If, if we're talking dirt car... No, no, that's not okay, what we're talking okay, about. Okay, I was going to say... We're, we're, we're talking about, like, <laughs> Southern Dirt Series. Okay, yeah, no. And there's this no. mis, misunderstanding, if, if, thinking if, that there's a bunch of cheating going on, and I'm going to say I don't think there is. If you want to see rampant cheating, dirt car up north, well, they, rampant. And you, well, you know they've taken you, steps, though. They've taken some steps. You're ste- not being fair right I'm now. I'm not being fair, but they've taken some steps to correct that. But... It's only because of Vicki Emig, who started her own series with that kind of car that brought Dirt Car into play as far as, like, cleaning their shit up. Well, and whatever it took, I mean, there's always a catalyst to any type of a, a problem or solution or whatever. And, I mean, I I know Don worked really hard. Don Blackshear. Oh, absolutely. Good, good friend of no, ours. Oh, no, yeah. Good, and, uh, you know, such a great advocate for all things now, that are Now they're doing it kind of right. Now, I agree. Or now they're doing it right. Yes. Now before, now before all everybody, and it's again thanks to Vicky for s- stepping up and like making talk about somebody hold, who's going to enforce hold, the rules, hold, holding feet to the fire. Oh yeah, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to her, it's cleaning up a lot of that stuff up north. Well, because people and realize if you can play fair on a on a level playing field, you'll get more cars. But before that, like years ago, I, I'm talking like five years ago. Yeah. Three, four, five years ago. Right. Uh, yeah, there was like everybody was cheated up up there. Yeah, and not so much not not now. Not as no, it's just not nearly as possible. Okay. Oh, oh. Dennis says, "What's the lead time when buying a six hundred two from you?" It depends on when you do one um, or when you buy one. Um, right now, I'm about three weeks behind. Um, I wish I was. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was more caught up than what I am now. But it's just it, this stuff comes in like waves. Yeah. So, which is like, I mean, you know that from your side of things. I do. So I'll be like, if you call me today and I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm like a week behind. And then the next guy calls me and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a week behind. So you get like 10 phone calls from people and you're like, I'm a week behind. (laughs) Well, then you're like, okay, one or two out of 10 are going to buy from me. So I'm a week behind. But then when 10 out of 10 buy from you, (laughs) then all of a sudden you're like, what the hell am I going to do now? Because I uh, promised all this shit within a week, and it, yeah, it's that's the point we're at right now. Yeah. So we're I'm telling everybody three weeks. It could honestly be a week, or it could be two weeks. It could be four weeks. <laughs> but 
Yeah, somewhere in that range. No, this is a good story. Chris says, um, I had a close friend that had a very successful race engine business, and he gave in and cheated up a few engines, and he ended up losing his ass. Yep. Steve is right. No one would touch him after that, and now he is building street engines. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, that's that's what you run into. And, and yeah. And, uh, it's just not worth it. No, I mean, just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> There's no amount of money that will make me do that. So Yes. And I think that's the right. I think that's the right attitude to have. Well, unless you like, let me. Let There's me clar- no one less. Well, okay. Me, no, let me clarify this. If you want to come and give me one million dollars, one million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> or buy my shop, buy me out, then I'll freaking hook your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we can find a racer who's ready to spend one million dollars. Right. For a ten thousand to win hey, race, odds are there's a dad out there with a twelve year old phenom son who he thinks is like the bit next day Earnhardt that'll pay that. <laughs> Just saying. You know, there's a, a there's <laughs> there is a buyer for every product. <laughs> now you've put it out there. So so okay. basically, I've found out in the span of twenty four hours that you're for sale. <laughs> you, I told you I was a fucking whore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're trying not to swear on this no, show. No, 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 I'm sorry. But it's so hard for him. So he has his post on his personal Facebook, on his Steve Hendren, where he's offering himself for sale on Wayfair. And and now you're saying that to your, uh, you're, you're for sale. <laughs> Somebody wants to come in and give me $2 million for my freaking shop. Wow, and my, and my name, I will sell the shop and my name for $2 million bucks. And they can cheat up everything they want to cheat up. I'm good. You'd be a damn idiot if you didn't do that. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'll just pick another name out of the phone. Well, no, I'm like, <laughs> first thing I'm doing is like retiring some island in the Caribbean. So I'm good. <laughs> I I hear St. James is, is for sale. <laughs> oh my God, we are terrible people. Wait, terrible what's people. that Epstein Island? That's St. James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be it. I don't think two million will buy that one though. No, no, no. It'd be like. <laughs> Oh, so uh, Anthony says, so we know what happened when Steve disappears. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, if I fall off the face of you, you know what happened. <laughs> that would be why. Well, it'd be good to know. Good right. to know. You, you've either been trafficked. <laughs> well, yeah, I could have been sexually trafficked to oh like, Saudi Arabia. You know, to, it was so not funny because it's a terrible, to, terrible to, thing. To, to please harems. <laughs> Wow. I, you know, I just, for a moment there, I went back to Mad TV days and I was like, lower the expectations. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Oh, here, Brian says, our home track riverhead profiles the cam with a tool that drops on the distributor. Yes, that'll the, be the cam, doctor. Yep, the track did find one competitor that had it cheated up and took the engine. It's in the rules. If it's been altered, you lose it. Lose good. the whole engine. Good. 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 Yeah. Good deal. That's a little bit more than that's a slap how, on the wrist. That's how rules should be. Yeah. You know, I mean, back in the day, though, NASCAR was notorious for that, for confiscating parts. Oh, in the higher... Tear stuff. I no, guess. no, no, no. I'm talking about like I remember my dad had a carburetor, and we'll have to we'll have to get my dad on the show again because yeah. he was a lot fun, a lot of fun having yeah. him. And there was they had that whole that carburetor rule where they drop the thing into the cylinders to see if it's the go no go. They, they go into the Venturi's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this guy was like ramming this down into this carburetor, trying to make it work. Of course. So finally got it to work, and then they confiscated his carburetor, mm. which 
turned out it really wasn't it well or, or whatever it had it sent it in right. and, and it wasn't illegal but then right. he never got it back i think i don't know we'd have to ask that him would for this not story. surprise me right so. so there's some things that are kind of crappy well it's like everything else in life they make the rules up as they go along if they want you gone yeah well there's that too there's there's that too yeah. Oh, I think we need to say that we are definitely hardcore against human trafficking. I mean, we're no, not, no, yeah, we're joking. We're, we're joking about shit. We're, uh, yeah, no, there's no. nothing funny about it for real. No. We're bringing light to it in our own special way, I guess. I mean, how else are you gonna do it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. give some attention to it, and it'll be. A well, no, no, no. I, I'm like hardcore. Like, I mean, you brought my, you like brought up this whole freaking wafer thing. I just made the shit because I thought it was funny. Because that's who I am. I it's just do, it's funny when you have ownership make, of it, and and right. you know what, and that you know what. Here's what what helps is that that gets people talking about it and seeing what's really going on, or say, yeah, saying, I mean, look, look at all you know to the to the real wafer trafficking deal, and whether it's a conspiracy theory or not, I don't know. Maybe I'm spreading rumors. I'm not a gossipy kind yeah. of a person, but yeah, I mean, man, it, there's some weird stuff when, going when, on with that. When, but when you got like Hollywood people coming out saying so and so's a pedo and so and so's a pedo, and then you got like all these shows canceling because isn't it interesting? Maxwell got, yeah, got yeah, arrested. She, she, and, <laughs> she gets arrested. The fly logs show like Ellen DeGeneres and Jimmy Kimmel are on them, and all of a sudden their shows are canceled. Except for that's not hell. Freaking Barack Obama's on one of the planes. Yeah, there's like all sorts of. Them. <laughs> I mean, and we don't know what anybody did. No, I mean, anything, I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's clearly something sketchy. Could be completely sketchy as hell going on though. But then you got like that Cappy dude. What was that? What was that guy's name? The guy that threw himself off a bridge. Yeah. In Arizona. Well, I only know Cappy. Part right. of it, but well, that, an actor, and he called out some people. Yeah, he like called out like a bunch <laughs> and, of them. And Chris Andrew is like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even have words to describe. Yeah, yeah. I know. I can't. I'm so sorry. I've been down this rabbit hole. I. Yeah, if you're that kind of, if you're as dorky as Prince Andrew, you're like paying for, you know, young girls. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. And it, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, back then he had a condition where he didn't sweat. I know that wasn't me because right. I don't sweat. <laughs> Dude, what? What? No. Uh, wow. That, okay, that falsifies the whole story because you didn't sweat. Yeah. Weird. Alrighty. <laughs> and, oh, let's see. Chris says the lack of quality tech men is scary these days. No, it is actually. Um, there are and some really, really good ones. That is, go. well, there's some awesome tech men, but. But the one thing that does scare me, like being in this business, is idiot tech man factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got some dumbass that doesn't know anything, and he's you know measuring board struck with the tape measure. Uh, well, you've seen it, and you've saved yeah. you've saved racers on that. No, I know. When you've been so around, there's uh, just certain things, man. certain things, and that, and that's what I call all our tolerances. Yeah, is idiot tech man factor. Right. Um. Oh, and Gary says, that's why I watch this and not NASCAR. <laughs> We're a little more fun. We're good more entertaining. For, good for you. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. All right. Bob says, um, 20 weight oil, good, uh, 20 weight oil work good enough to possibly use in 602 to lessen rotate weight? Um, I would recommend more like a 1030. Like if you're like trying to use a 020 or something like that, what we found every time we come back to like a 1030, unless it's that clock's 1040 that we yeah. sell mm-hmm. or that you sell. Yeah. But pretty much every time that 1030 is like the best it's compromise. The it is the best compromise. It's is a balance. Now, I mean, I've used some 020s years ago that, uh, that Mobile One gave us and yeah, we're good. 
but I'd still be more inclined to like do a zero thirty or a ten thirty or something like that. Well, I mean, the ten thirty is kind of like the Goldilocks factor, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we, the, we've got it's the not too heavy, not too light, not well, not, I, not creating honestly, too many it's cooling just, issues. It's just right like, there, yeah. It's just it's yeah. Know. So I, I would definitely use probably a ten thirty. I'm gonna be, or or a zero thirty. I mean, you can use a zero thirty depending on where you're racing. I mean, if you're racing middle of winter in Minnesota, which no, you know, unless it's that Canadian <laughs> but, track. There's but, that Canadian but, track where they have but, I, the ice track. But, but if that's crazy. Have you seen that racing? If you're racing videos? cooler weather, the zero thirty will work just fine, or the ten thirty. Well, but have you seen that racetrack that is an ice racetrack in Canada? And then they they race cars out there and snowmobiles and all kinds of stuff. Do they like apologize the whole time they're racing? I don't know. <laughs> we're sorry that we're racing because it's cold out. No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've seen YouTube videos. I know, but like, look, we have to look up ice racing. All right, okay. It's kind of a we never know what random things are going to. Well, happen. yeah, it's like. Kind well, of and the, the the funny thing is, you and I started the show because we're this is when we sit we're around like bored as shit. Well, we were bored, and when we sit around and talk about stuff, this is this is other than answering questions, this is the stuff we sit around and talk about. Well, that and like that. Oh, what do you got? Let me bring this shit up. Oh my god, what do you got? So, if you message me... Oh, yes. Okay. This. On my Hendron Racing Engines Facebook page, and you want to ask a question, just ask the effing question, and I will answer it. Or I won't. I'll say, I can't answer that question. But do not send me... What, what is that stupid... Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question thing? Because you know what I do? Delete. Because then I have to go, yes, or maybe... Or no. Yeah. Oh, you're like trying to keep me from bashing on the I am trying to friggin' table. Yes, I am. <laughs> so so do not like do that automated can I ask a question shit? Because I go delete. Because that's the whole point I, of it. I have just to, ask the question. Because then I have to go yes or no or maybe. And then you have to ask your question and then I have to respond again. It's stupid. Well and I mean, what, what would be the answer, though? I mean, let, let's let's ask Captain Obvious for just a moment. Can I ask a question? No, you cannot. I mean, what do you think the answer to that question is going to be? I don't know. It pisses me off. <laughs> so, if you got a question, please be, please feel free to ask me the question. Just do not be like, "Can you answer a question for me?" You know, and the funny thing is, when we talk about girls speak, sometimes that's kind of like in. It's kind of a girl speak kind of thing. Hey, how are you doing? Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> it, yeah, right. It's a conversation starter, like yeah, you know. Yeah. But in the age of yeah. where we are today, there's just I think there's just different levels. Just just, of- just shorten the period of time that we have to interact. Because the faster you ask a question, the faster I answer it. The faster you get the answer. Yeah, and. We all go about our separate ways, and I can build engines. Well, and I can. So. I think we can all appreciate politeness, but I think some areas just we don't have an expectation for it is being polite by being direct. So if somebody calls you on the phone, and I got I, no problem. I got no problem. With that. No, no. I'll but call I'm me saying, on the phone all day long if you want to. But here's what I'm saying though: is if somebody calls me on the phone and says, "Oh, you know, I'm like, hey, I, you know, hi, this is Kate." 
you know, I understand there's some niceties. Oh, hey, how you doing today? And oh, I want to call you. Got this question I got to answer. Okay, great. You know, yeah. you're going back and forth. And maybe it would seem a little bit rude. I mean, I certainly wouldn't just walk up to a person and be like, hey, Steve, what, what weight oil should I use in my engine? It would be a little weird in person. It'd be a little bit weird even I, 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 I can deal with that way more than I can deal with somebody going, hey, Steve, can I ask you a question? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Of course you can. Fucking do it, man. Just fucking ask. You know, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a, it's the expectation. So if you're going to so, direct message someone on so social media. That's my Instagram, advice. That, that's like good advice for today. It is. If you're going to ask a question, ask the question. If don't, you're, don't ask if you can ask the question. If you're going to private message or direct <laughs> message, be direct. Correct. In your communications. Correct. And it's not. And I've got no problem right. with that. I mean, you can message me saying, hey, I think you're an asshole. I'll be like, I agree. And that'll be good. But if you're like, hey, can I ask you a question? And then like, I'm like, yeah. And then you're like, you're an asshole. Question mark. (laughs) Do you know what happens? Okay. Now, conversely, do you want to know what the reality is if somebody asks me that same thing? What? If, if, If I get... The question, can I ask you a question? And I, my answer is, you know, sure. What, you know, what, what can I, what can I help right. you with? Oh, so where, where do you live? Do you have any oh, other? Oh yeah, you get Do you that have shit. any other That's pictures right. of yourself? Yeah, yeah. What do you like to do for fun? That's why I'm hoping my wafer ad will like get those kind of questions for me. Because <laughs> I'm so jealous of you and you're... Is you know, that what it is? And you're like pervy look, Indian and fucking <laughs> Saudi Arabian dudes. <laughs> God damn. No, I, you know, I, I have some red-blooded uh, Americans oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, every now and again you get a, you get a Waldo or whatever. Yeah. One of them's name is NASCAR fan on oh, Instagram. NASCAR fan on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. That's yeah. original. <laughs> I know. What's he asking for? Uh, if I have more pictures. I'm like, dude, I got a whole website and a YouTube channel. You should go and check it out. <laughs> I got tons of shit you can buy, too. <laughs> I do. I do. Go, go here. You know, add to my watch hours over on YouTube. I gotta put my clothes in the dryer. Oh, right okay. Well, you know, then dryer's gonna make noise. We're gonna have to, have to wrap this up. What's well, anyway. gonna make? He doesn't know how sound and video work and how it picks up all of the other sounds. All right. Oh, but Chris is asking if Steve can, can uh, he ask you a question? <laughs> Chris is asking if he can ask you a question. Come on, Chris, fuck you. <laughs> Good one, Chris. Good one. Good one. Now, I've got your other here one. When he comes back, Chris, uh, your question about uh, weight of oil, we will... Uh, we will take a look at that when he comes back. So, uh, oh, Brian said, this is comedy gold. Well, thank you so much, Brian. This is, this is literally, this is just us. <laughs> so this is how we are in person. I think we, um, I don't think that people necessarily know how to take us when we're in person. They expect it's going to be something different, but it's not. It's exactly this. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with our, with our show and, 
and and hanging out. So I got a question for you. So yeah. Here's here's a All legit right. question for you. Cool. So uh, I like legit questions. Legit. Can I ask you a question? I know. We can totally look at my Instagram. Remember account. that dude was. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is the question he asked before he asked if he could right. ask you a question. He says, uh, "I'm an old school, straight forty weight guy. Is that wrong?" If we're looking at, uh, are, are we talking like crating and stuff? Because. Well, that's what we talk about on this show. So. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, we use a 1040. Yeah. Cloths, just a heavier, thicker oil. I, yeah, I use a 1040. I mean, I mean, the 40 is what it is at temperature. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I certainly wouldn't be like doing like a fifteen fifty like Jim recommends because that's like a massive power loss. But yeah, forty. Yeah, I don't know. Probably work fine. I haven't I haven't tried a straight forty? Oh, so straight forty is different than ten W forty. Well, not at temperature. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but okay. I I just go with what he recommends. That's <laughs> just I just roll <laughs> with that. You know you. uh you know your deal, and so I follow. See, this would, I don't be, this would be like a good thing for you to like get buck on here. Yeah, and like actually talk oil and viscosity and what it means, and we've done a be, little bit of that. Yeah, but yeah. it would like be a pretty good, be a pretty damn good thing to actually get him on here. Yeah, next time Buck's up this way, and we're talking about Buck Parker from Daytona One. Of course, you know, and Buck and I have done several videos yeah. together um, over the years, and uh, you know that would be really great if we could get him on the show no, and sit yeah. down because normally you know when i'm doing video with buck we're trying to just wrap something up in five or six minutes right. and talk about a product um and i'm trying to think you know if, if some of our videos we've talked about viscosity of oils i don't know that we have i think we've maybe mentioned it in one of the xl well, engine treatment videos uh, it would be interesting for him to like break it down to where people can understand what it means because because that's it's, what I love. It's, it's rated in oils rated in so many different ways yeah that he can probably break it down like in layperson terms. Yeah, and I probably need to. Uh, I can even ask VP. But there was at some point there was a really good article on VP's website, VP Fuels, explaining. Um, oh no, I'm thinking of Octane. I'm not thinking of uh, Octane. Yeah, uh, that was about fuel Octane. It wasn't about oils, but it's very similar. And just the, the idea that the way we are testing these to rate them, and when I say rate, I'm not talking about rating them for performance i'm talking about is it a 1040 is it a 1030 is it a this octane or that octane do you realize i mean some of the machinery that's used in this is like from 1885 or something crazy i'm like super super old school so yeah it's really well it's like fascinating you know it's like your old yeah can you like you know look at like the 3060 or the 8090 or the Whatever. Now, what were you running for gear oil before we got the Daytona one stuff? What what kind of a weight of oil were you running in gear, as far as gear oil? Um, over the years, we always ran like the eighty five ninety. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, and now we're running thirty sixty. Yeah, yeah, we're running thirty sixty. And we have a seventy five ninety, just because some people are old school. You no, know, some people just like can't get past the fact you have to have a ninety weight gear oil. Yeah. Well, and words matter. Words sell. So that's been kind of our theme this week. We were talking about yesterday in the car. We went and got pizza. And talking about words. Words, that words matter. And just how, you know, the, how you describe or label something can have a whole different con- oh, connotation yep. uh, depending on the context. Yep. So it's very interesting. Yep. 
I think we're um we I, think we're about ra- I think we're about wrapping up because yeah. we've got some chili mac to make. <laughs> or not, or not. We might save us for tomorrow. We don't know yet. No, no, we're gonna make that video. We're gonna make that video. I already have cameras. I got stuff set up. We're gonna, oh, this is gonna be like Yes, we're gonna make our survival food chili mac. Black chili mac. Yeah, and when it's like a black package chili mac. Just a terrible person. I'm not so, where, where'd you get that from? I'm like, it's Chili Mac, see? Yeah. Chili Mac. Chili Mac from My Patriot Supply. So we're going to try that out because it's, you know, just boiling water and, and like, like making it. I mean, wow. Wow. Boiling water. I, I'm not asking you to make it. I'll handle it. I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue how to boil water. So. I, I am fully aware of that. So yeah. that's why it's going to be just like Corona. 25 year shelf life. I know. All of this stuff has a 25-year shelf life. So, I mean, it's like a... I feel like the clock is ticking down. So, we're, so like, tomorrow we're going to, like, end up dying from 25-year shelf life. We are not. Cheese. No, it's saying that it's it's meant that this is, like, freeze-dried something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it, it can maintain its freshness. Right. For 25 years. Oh, okay. Gotcha. There is one more question. Then we'll wrap up. So Sean asks, what do you recommend in a crate engine versus an open engine? Wait, do what? I'm I'm assuming we're talking about oils because that's what we were talking about before. But he says, what do you recommend in a crate engine versus an open engine? Um, Crate engines, because we're very limited to what we can use for engine bearings. Obviously, we have to use uh, stock bearings uh, from, you know, GM essentially. Or we can use an aftermarket bearing if we're freshening an engine up. But it cannot be an oversized or undersized. It's got to be just stock bearing. We're using like that 1030 in those. Whereas like most open engines we're using probably like a 2050. I know like your favorite oils would be the Klotz 1040 that I sold on Creative That's Insider. number one to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got the Shavers 1030. Yep, that's number two. Um, we've yep. just added the well, C-Max a, 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 1030. Every engine that leaves my shop goes out with the, with the Shavers. Shavers 1030. Yeah. yeah, because you can't put the, the Klotz oil in a brand new engine. Otherwise your rings will never seat. Correct. So we've got to have that. And now, of course, we've got the new Z-Max 1030. Yep. And we have the they're Z-Max breaking, break-in they're, yeah, oil. Yeah, their break-in oil is actually pretty badass. Because so you've been pretty anti-break-in oil for quite a I while. Have, I have. You thought break-in oil was stupid until you used the Z-Max break-in oil. Ed sent me some to try, so I'm like... Of course, you know, my kids crashed us dummy. So we uh, put it in his engine and tried it, and it worked out all right. Yeah. So. You've been very pleased with it. So yeah. then we brought it in uh, to Crate Insider. So we've got the, the it, what is that, a 15-something? It's 15. 1550. Okay. Which is too thick to, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna, we're not going to race that. No. We're going to break the engine. You know, that's just Yeah, and you've been, been really happy with that. Yep. And that engine was a brand new engine, wasn't it? Or no, no, that was a rebuild. That was no, the Franken this, engine. No, this, this is the one that. Uh, this that, is the Franken uh, engine. This is Franken motor. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the engine in my son's car is is one that uh, Todd Burns. Most people might know him as uh, Hudson O'Neill's former car owner. Uh, he ga- he gave me. I, we've built Todd's stuff for years, and he ended up uh, giving me this engine for Alex to race. And at the time, it was blown up. Yeah. So we salvaged everything and put it back together, and that's Alex's engine he raced last year, and then. Alex blew it up again, testing like it's the start of the season. Actually broke a uh, uh, broke a rod halfway up the beam, which is like really unusual. And so broke a rod, and so we rebuilt it again and saved it again. And now we call it Franken engine because it's got one each of 
everything in it, and uh, that's what he's raising. And here's a more philosophical question. If the whole world goes to shit, do you really want to be around another 25 years eating chili mac out of a black bag? <laughs> Great question. The answer to that is, really, it just means that this has a 25-year shelf life, and so it would... It would be there in the case of an emergency for the next, you know, that I don't have to worry about eating it. I don't want to eat week. chili mac because I'll shit my brains out, so I'm going to just eat mac and cheese. Well, we got some other ones, too. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the creamy stroganoff. Oh. I do like beef stroganoff. Russian? No, I'm German. We got creamy chicken-flavored fries. No, 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 but the thing is, like, where we live in this in the country, we have all kinds of things that knock out our power. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, at any given time. So between yeah. the, the ice storms and the blizzards and the floods, <laughs> it's like we yeah, live, we live in, like, doomsdays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've really never lived in such a natural disaster area. And we're close to the Appalachian Mountains. I haven't seen any earthquakes actually here, but it could happen because there's plenty of fault lines. And there's there's so many disastrous things. I don't know that I want to live 25 years eating this stuff, but you know, if I just don't have to go to the grocery store for like three days during a snowpocalypse, the next snowpocalypse, then that's that's we, all. I'm we did have snowpocalypse here. We like, had, like when we came back from PR it was two years ago. Yes, and it collapsed Good my gazebo. God. Yeah, it, yeah, and there was one time where I like. It was ice, so icy. We had those bad ice storms. Yeah. Everything's closed, and and then I can't yeah. get up my so, driveway. So we're in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, and like the sky is clear. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we can't fly you home to Charlotte because there's a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah, we're like, son of a bitch. We so we to, got like, delayed. Spend the night again. We've been then, delayed for an extra day so many times when we go to pre RI. Like two now, or three like, times, probably. Yeah, now at least twice now. Yeah, out of. Like six times, yep. so I mean, our, our our odds aren't very good anymore. No, it's like twenty percent of the time we're like <laughs> yeah. delayed. Yeah, yeah, it's either snow in Chicago but, or snow but, in North Carolina. But at least there's good food there. There is good food there. So we were yeah, good. yeah, and we we've never been stranded in that way. It's never stranded because it's so bad there because they're used to it. So. Exactly. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, so oh, and he says you do realize they use South African llama meat in them black bags. Oh. I don't think really? so. Huh. No, I don't think so. Well, I'm going to tell you later how llama tastes, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it might be good. Oh, and Sean's asking if we have Ford crate engines. No, we don't, nope. because Ford really didn't, they thought what I was doing was great, basically yeah, stupid, so exactly. Um, so that would be so, why. He, he, uh, <laughs> they blew me off years ago, so I just doubled down on GM stuff. <laughs> Ford can pretty much blow a fatty on that whole deal. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. All right, so should we wrap this up and make some I chili guess. mac? Yeah. All right, well, I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of the show. Uh, for anybody who wants to uh, talk to my live folks, you can re-watch or listen to this over on YouTube tomorrow or on the RacingInsidersPodcast.com. We do the audio version, so if you didn't catch the whole show, and if you are listening on the podcast later on, you, of course, can join us live on the Crate Insider Facebook page. But thank you all for being here, and I look forward to I'll be back Tuesday. It was for, like a hell of an outro. I know. I'm going with You're it. You're like all... Rah, 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 rah. I know. For Crate Insider, I will be back on Tuesday for Top 5 Tuesday. And What are you we'll, top five? I don't know. Well, the top five products of the week. I don't Which know. Which will be what? I don't know what they are. I, I know when I know they are. When? Tuesday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm dude, I'm up to the minute. I'm not planning this stuff weeks in advance. I so don't believe you. <laughs> you, you have to sit in my <laughs> office. It is on my calendar. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the Racing Insiders Podcast. 
If you like the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review in iTunes. To see the show notes, visit our website at racinginsiderspodcast.com. <laughs>